1: You're listening to AFL Nation for Elders, for Australian agriculture and tyre power. Number one this season.
2: Friday night footy at the MCG. It's Collingwood and Richmond to do battle. Uh, The teams will be in momentarily. um, But we already saw Brodie Meyercheck, which answered the question whether he was playing tonight or not. He is So we'll wait to see how all this unfolds. And
0: they're sitting in the extreme back seat. So regardless of the rain here, it looks like still Mm. being a pretty big number we're going to get. Mm. I mean, if the back row of the shame one stand is getting filled with people, you know it's going to be a pretty large number, which is great news really for footy. Just a quick uh, review on uh, our
3: last conversation with uh, the chairman of the, um, the Giants. On the back of that, I just had a quick look at the Swans fixture. And they don't play Collingwood in Sydney. And after two of the biggest crowds have ever pulled and two of the biggest games that they've ever seen at the SCG in recent times, it's it's a staggering, I think, miscue from and mistake by the AFL not to fix you the Collingwood-Sydney uh, game up there
0: every year. The hard part is everyone wants to play Collingwood hmm. as their home game.
3: Yeah, that's true. But Sydney is a massive part I oh, know. so their, you've got to
0: prioritise your importance. Is it, is you know, it important for the West Coast Eagles to play Collingwood as a home game. Is it important for Fremantle to do it? Is it important for North Melbourne to do it? That's the hard part.
2: I think you could actually make the case, answering those exact questions, West Coast crowds are impervious yeah, to mm, opponent, mm. anyway. Fremantle are, are sound. But we just had those two experiences, what was it, round 22 and the preliminary final, mm. breaking ground records. Like why you yeah. wouldn't go, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that again. <laughs> There's a bit beyond me. So well, they play here at the MCG on yeah, Sunday. It's not, as, as, if Sunday. not it's like, as
4: if we rotate the games every year. Yeah, you can set it up, fixture it in. Yeah, well, 15 years point. ago, there
3: was the competition all stopped for Sydney versus Collingwood in one weekend. It, the 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 round was split over two it weekends. Was two. There was uh, seven games in Melbourne and around the country, and then everyone would have a break, and Collingwood would play Sydney out at the uh, Olympic
0: Stadium. So it's, it's it's actually the mind boggles how they don't fixture that in. You have been one that has suggested the Giants play a home game at the SCG against a Melbourne-based team. Do you think that could be the one? That could be. Or Carlton. I mean, they've got this weekend.
3: I'm just feeling for the players themselves, the, the young guys that are there. Often you'll hear it, uh, you know, the guys that leave the Giants and come and play in front of big crowds in Melbourne. Well, if crowds are the issue, maybe you've just got to experiment occasionally by taking it to the SCG, where a lot more Carlton people, I reckon, would travel to mm. to see the game at the SCG than they would out of the Giants' stadium. I mean, if you get a 20,000 crowd with some extras there, well, you know, I think that would be worth the... The lack of a game out in the West. Imagine being a Giants
2: or a Suns player listening to Nathan Murphy going, yeah. yep, high 80s, but yeah. no, we just <laughs> treated it as another game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another week being a Collingwood right. player. It is indeed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good point. And you, well, the,
0: the b- same b- thing is true for Taranto
4: and Hopper at Richmond, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. Exactly right. But that's, but that's part of the point that you're making, Jared, mm. because with, with GWS, they've lost players, star <laughs> players along the way due, due to salary cap pressures. But now they don't seem to have the salary cap pressure, but now they've got to retain players. Well, this is one way of having that excitement factor as a, as a player for something a little bit different. Yeah, know, well, that's your two speed economy. Mm. So it's not what
2: Michael Miller said didn't have uh, merit. It's just a lack tact. And there is there's yeah. damage there, but, there's an obvious element of it that's a two-speed economy. Uh, let's head inside the Richmond camp, shall we? He now is the development coach at the Tigers, Kane Lambert, who thrilled us for so many years with his deeds in matches like this. Kane, great to have you on AFL Nation. Thanks for having me. You've
1: you've sent Joel down here with an umbrella, mate. I thought this coaching caper you kept dry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just, uh, what are we, round three of the first season out, do you still
1: drive to the game with an itch? Oh, I wish I was still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. The itch is there, but the best way I can answer it is I I miss being able to do it, but I don't miss how I felt last year. So I'm... uh I'm really at peace with the role I'm at now, but um, yeah, obviously a big game on Friday night against the um, cross-town rival, would love to be playing. Now, Kane, you started. start a new role. A carpenter has to sweep the floors for the first 12,
4: 12 <laughs> months. How are you going putting the cones out, setting up training?
1: Yes, well, I'm picking up the bottles and picking up the cones, and um, to be fair, I sort of tried to do that anyway when I was playing, but um, more than happy to play my role. Um, but yeah, i have Look, it's been a really, really smooth transition for me to stay at the footy club and, um, you know, it's been a great period in my time in my life. Kane, you're missing four super players. How are you going to uh, fill the breach? Yeah, well, as a development coach, I'm really excited about bringing our boys in and, yep. and giving them an opportunity. So we, um, I'm excited to see Judson Clark. He's obviously a, a favourite of mine who, um, you know, we spent a fair bit of time together. So Hugo uh, Ralph Smith as well comes in probably for, you know, for the next four weeks. Hopefully he can um, play a role similar to Brody. So... Look, there's stars that are going out of the team, but there's opportunity for these young guys too. I'm sure the coaches would have, you know, obviously got around Damien
4: Hardwick, a big milestone for him tonight, uh, game 300 as as coach. So what about the, the players, though? Did they embrace it or has it just been a, a club, um, you know, collective in, in celebrating this milestone?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. The club's obviously put on a big show for Dimmer, but, um, you know, he's the type of character who gets pretty embarrassed when it's about him. So uh, he, he hates being hugged. So the boys have been giving big hugs this week, I think, for his <laughs> 300, so... Um, no, he's all about everyone else, but we'll, we'll celebrate that in due course. Samson Ryan looks a really exciting prospect. Saw him against the Demons and uh, clearly last week he he had some impact. Yeah, he has. And look, To be honest, he's been bashed up by Tobin ane Curvis in the pre-season, but uh, that, that's really good for his development and he's starting to get some confidence in his body. You know, see the way he jumps at the ball and we're not asking too much of him just to bring the ball to the ground and, you know, he's going to be a long-term proposition for us. I see he's from uh, Sherwood in Queensland. Did the, the Lions have him in their development squad? I think they did, yes, you're correct. We um, we took him out of their academy, I'm pretty sure, yes. Well, that is a good get, without question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not. Um, that's not my space. I'll leave the professionals up to that. I'll just deal with them when they get to the club. But you know, he's a great kid. I'm really happy, really fortunate to work with him. Two big recruits, a uh, Hopper and Serrano, of course. Kane,
4: uh, tell us about their impact on, on the group in such a short time.
1: Yeah, well, look, I think they've shifted the way we um, the way we play. To be honest, we, you know, our clearance and contested games improved from previous years, and you know, I think that's on the back of what they're able to do around the contest. But really good people, you know, we um, we, we bring good people into our football club first and foremost, and um, they're, they're pretty quiet, shy guys. We're trying to encourage them to actually mm-hmm. grab you know, grab this culture and, and, and run with it a bit. But um, yeah, Hop, unfortunately, started to play some really good footy and um, probably got lucky with that injury after the way it transpired but um Tim's just just seamlessly transitioned he's a um, beast around the ball and he runs like an animal too it's it sounds like it's got
4: that respectful nature from both players just trying to settle in and not say too much early on what about have you had to talk to them about you know the the atmosphere playing in front of these these bigger crowds that you know
1: would just become natural to a lot of a lot of their teammates yeah, there's always in, um, in these situations a bit of gag that we'll get more people at our captains run, but you know, I think that's wearing thin on them. They Look, yeah. they're big game players, you know, they, they thrive in those conditions. They've played in big finals, both of them, so, you know, it's not foreign to them to play in front of big crowds, but, you know, the yellow and black are something different. Kane, if you were coaching, what would you do with Nick Dacos? <laughs> I'm happy to hear any suggestions, because it's been a burning question, but... To be honest it's really hard to tag someone like that, if we tag him he probably goes into the midfield and do we want him around the ball more often, um, you know it's, it is hard to tag off half back as well so I think for us it's probably more about managing his influence than trying to exploit him, make him defend but look they, they want the ball in his hands and rightly so, he's a brilliant user, great decision maker so um, maybe hopefully the conditions actually quell his influence. but. Uh, we, we've got a few contingencies in place, but to be fair, it's really hard to stop a play like that. I, I look at number thirty-four, Jack Graham Kane. Is that,
4: uh, is that? Was he one player that you would go to?
1: Yeah, Jack's done Jack's done jobs before, and um, you know, there's there's a few players in our forward half that can do that job. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see how the game transpires. Kane, did you have it in your mind as you're moving
2: through the veteran stage that you would move into coaching? post-retirement?
1: Yeah, I did. I um, I started this process probably midway through last year and uh, you know, obviously the hip injury was something that was hanging around for a while so um, yeah, the back end of last year I actually spent a similar role being on the bench and um, you know, sitting in match committees and yeah, they, I've been really fortunate that they offered me a role. What do you do down on the bench during a game? Yeah, So it's a bit of a, a conduit role between what's going on in the coaching box and, and connecting that with, with the players and, and giving them the space to be able to talk about what they're feeling and Um, and what I'm seeing as well. So really it's a um, a, a conduit between the box and the field. Kane, can I ask you personally around the hip, how
4: how is it because you're rolling out development coach on the park a lot, still moving around and all those sort of things. How are you physically and what's the next step with, with your hip? Mate, I am kicking more balls than I ever have (laughs) in my whole career, the amount of balls
1: I'm kicking out from the goal. So I'm probably sore than I ever have been, but uh, it doesn't matter too much anymore. But, look, I'm I'm probably in for a hip replacement sooner rather than later, but um, we'll we'll see what happens. um, It's probably just the the part of life at the moment, but, um, yeah, I I wouldn't change a thing, mate. um, I'm very fortunate for the career I had. Kane, great
2: to have your time. Uh, Good luck for what's about to unfold.
1: Thanks, guys. Enjoy the night.
2: Kane Lambert, the Richmond development coach. Liam Baker is the name I'm looking at, Oh, okay.
3: Jonah. I don't mind that either. Liam Baker on the Nick Dacos. Had a, a little text old...
0: message from someone today during the show suggesting that Baker might be mm. the right guy. So sometimes you get these text messages and you think, well, there's no name to that. And it looks like someone knows something that they don't want to let on that they know. So we'll see what happens there. But I think it might be a... A good name to throw up.
3: Well, he's such a fantastic player. He's he. he could, I, I'm sure he could tag and hard
0: tag. He could go into the middle if he oh. wanted to go in the middle, and he's dangerous with the ball. Well, Dacos has to respect him. Dacos didn't. Nick Dacos didn't really have to respect Lockie Jones last week. He could sort of say, "Okay, well, I got you covered on it." Plus, the game was over five minutes in. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'll take back what I said about the big crowd and people moving back. <laughs> to the back of the stands. They're moving back to the back of the stands because at the front of of the stands, you're in the rain.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we've had fairly constant rain over the the past couple of hours. You're on AFL Nation. It's for Elders, for Australian agriculture and for tyre power tyre safety experts week in week out. The Magpies are out and warming up. The Tigers soon to follow. It is a 7.50 start local time tonight so 40 minutes away from the opening bounce. The AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Choose Beaumont's for 20% off. Floor Tiles now. coming.
1: You're listening to AFL Nation. For Elders, for Australian agriculture and tyre power. Number one this season.